Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land's Recruiting Centric Podcast, The Dotted Line. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we talk to Ohio State and national recruiting experts, LGHL's own recruiting analysts, and even sometimes recruits themselves. On today's episode, I am joined again by Shane Bailey, who Ohio State fans on Twitter likely know as at Buckeyes Cruton. Shane, how you doing, man? I'm doing absolutely awesome today. How about yourself? Good, good. We are recording, I guess right now, so 28 and a half hours from when Ohio State and Penn State will kick off under the lights in a scarlet out at Ohio Stadium. And this has become, by virtue of the fact that it is a night game, something that I know is very near and dear to your heart, Shane, a huge <laughs> recruiting weekend for the Buckeyes. And Shane is here to kind of break it all down with me. Um, first, Shane, I-, I mentioned one of the last times we talked, you kind of went off about how... Uh, the noon games that Fox like to put likes to put Ohio State into, while they might be good for TV revenue, really do do a disservice to Ohio State recruiting. So without relitigating that conversation, which we've already had, how big and important is this game, despite Penn State being on a two-game losing streak, uh, in terms of Ohio State being able to get some guys in for a very, very electric atmosphere? at the shoe on Saturday. Oh man. Yeah. It's really important. And like I said, like you said, uh, last time I was on, we were talking about all the noon game stuff and how, how difficult it was to, to get the West coast kids out to see the noon games and all that. And, and that's one of the first things you'll notice for this game is that 
there's an official visitor, Ernest Green from St. John Bosco, California, from California. Exactly. You, you know, you're getting the West Coast kids mm-hmm. out here. Hero Canoe, you know, he's also a California guy. He's, he finally gets to get out here. And it just, I know, like you said, the Penn State is definitely a little, lost a little bit of its luster, you know, with the back-to-back losses for them. But, you know, they always play as close. So, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I don't expect a blowout. I know some Buckeye fans do. We'll see how it goes. I hope it's a blowout. I but, expect uh, a blowout. I expect a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I always try to side on the on the side where I don't expect it. So I mean, it'll it'll feel better if it happens. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's 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 great for the for the Buckeyes to finally have a uh, a big night game that get to do the the scarlet out. Like you said, it's it's something uh, fun for the fans to do. It's something cool to see for the recruits that are coming to visit. And I'm sure the atmosphere is just going to be absolutely electric there with uh, the Buckeyes playing at night in the shoe for the first time in a meaningful game, pretty much until since 2017, the Oklahoma yep. game. And, hopefully, uh, hopefully there's a better outcome than that game too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it will be. I, I believe in the Bucks. Yeah, so let's start first with the huge list of basically nearly everybody from Ohio State's 2022 class that will be on campus. It's not everybody, but the guys who are already committed to the class that will be on campus this Saturday. And that's hugely important as they have, you know, not only are they there to see the team and see everybody and get some exposure, they're also going to be doing a ton of recruiting of some of these big guys that are in town. So it starts with the guy who you profiled last week uh, in your class in review, Captain Buckeye himself, C.J. Hicks, the number seven player in the country, uh, linebacker, then number 48 player in the country, cornerback Terry. Terrence Brooks, uh, number 49 player in the country, linebacker Gabe Powers, number 58 player in the country, wide receiver Caleb Burton, number 62 player in the country, Caleb Brown, wide receiver, number 97 player in the country, Kion Grays, another wide receiver, number 114 in the country, offensive lineman Tegra Tasha Bola, number 132 player in the country, wide receiver Kojo Antwi, number 156 player in the world, cornerback Jair Brown, number 272 player in the country, running back Dallin Hayden, number 300. 22 player in the country, George Fitzpatrick, offensive tackle. Um, number 44 player in the country? That doesn't seem right. This list is wrong. Um, but a uh, four-star, number seven, uh, number 16 rated athlete in the country, Kai Stokes. Number 366 player in the country, cornerback Ryan Turner. Number 1,000. 219 player in the country from St. Clairsville off the tackle Avery Henry. Those are all from 2022. And then they do have their um, 2023 tight end commit Ty Lockwood, who's currently number 142 in the country. So all those guys are going to be on campus, a huge list, not only great to get them on campus uh, since they're going to be future Buckeyes, but also incredibly important to have them there to be a part of the recruiting staff. Since we know the coaches are generally busy for these, uh, for these uh, visit games. Oh yeah, and it's it's absolutely awesome that they could get this many uh, of the current commits to come all at once for one single game, and not just to not just for recruiting purposes, but obviously for them as a class to get to know each other better, to start building the brotherhood that Ohio State likes to preach and everything. Uh, and for I think it's for let's see, uh, yeah, only two of the commits aren't going to be there. It looks like Kenyatta Jackson and Bennett Christian are the only ones not expected to attend. Um, it looks like. Ben and Christian already attended for the Tulsa game. Uh, so it looks like Kenyatta Jackson's the last one up to, to get up to the campus again here for a game. But it looks like uh, also it says that Terrence Brooks, Caleb Brown, Kojo Antwi, George Fitzpatrick, and Avery Henry will each be making their first trips to Columbus since they committed. That's awesome. So 
Yeah, exactly. Since well, it's what uh, today is October 29th uh, that we're recording this, and so you know, early signing day is only a few months away here. So it's it's also important to get all these guys on campus at the same time and kind of re up reaffirm their commitment status to the Buckeyes, make sure there's not going to be any uh, late cycle um, heartbreaks for the Buckeyes this year. Yeah, absolutely. So those guys are going to be on campus. They're going to be two groups of uncommitted players that'll be on campus. There'll be the official visitors and then the unofficial visitors. There's only three guys who will be on official visits for this weekend. You mentioned one of them, Ernest Green, the uh, uh, offensive lineman from St. John Bosco in California. Um, he will be there. Also, Marvin Jones Jr. from uh, down here in Florida, where I am. He goes to American Heritage. He is uh, an edge rusher, a number 37 player in the country. And then also uh, Hero Canoe, who a lot of folks have talked about. He is technically from California now, but he is one of those international kids who um, I think grew up in Germany uh, and is now here living in the States trying to find his way onto a, a big-time football program. He's a, a four-star prospect in the nation's number two player in the country. Um, he's projected to be a nose tackle for Ohio State. He's 6'5", 293 pounds. Had a huge, um, a hugely successful camp visit to Ohio State over the summer, so much so that he canceled his plans for the next day and stayed for a second consecutive day. So, Shane, with these three guys, um, Ernest, Marvin, and Hero, um, what do we need to know about these these three guys, what they could mean for the class, where they stand, what's important about the official visitors who will be on campus on Saturday? Oh, man. So go right down the list here that they have. First up, we go with Ernest Green from St. John Bosco. Um, uh, Ohio State's definitely looking for at least a couple more linemen to fill out the rest of the class here. And, and Ernest Green is definitely right at the top of the, the list there. Um, and it looks like he had a really good visit to Georgia. And I know he got a crystal ball or two there uh, to the Bulldogs when he was down there. Uh, so it's really important to get him on campus in an official visit capacity, especially because Ohio State does such a good job with these official visits. So, you know, to have someone off the off the Georgia visit, you know, he might have just had a post visit high. He might still be uh, really favoring the Bulldogs. But this is a big game for for the Buckeyes to, to show what they could do for him, you know, our offensive line has been playing absolutely outstanding this year. And I wouldn't doubt if every single player on that line got drafted at some point into the league because they're just playing their asses yeah. off, to be honest. Yeah. And Ernest Green, if we have another good showing and, and paved the way for Travion Anderson to run for 200 yards and, and absolutely ball Penn State, I think that would be a go a long way for Ernest Green to see exactly what his future might be. Uh, in Columbus, especially following up uh, uh, Wyatt Davis out of St. John Bosco as well. I know yeah. he's probably heard that comparison quite a bit, but yeah, they, they do remind me a lot of each other in that regard. But um, And then going down to the next one here, it looks like uh, Marvin Jones Jr. I know there's been some questions about whether or not he would actually make it here or not, and I'm not too sure um, how much of a chance Ohio State has, but like I said, uh, they absolutely kill it on the official visit, so all it takes is one trip for for coach Larry Johnson to, to get his uh, mojo going with the recruiting game here and, and uh, maybe turn on a little bit of the, the Buckeye magic and, and get us back into the uh, top two or three of, of Marvin Jones jr. Cause that, he is an absolutely outstanding pass rusher there. And Ohio state has had pretty good success with the sons of longtime NFL players here recently. So uh, his, his dad played in the NFL for a decade with the jets. So it would not be, 
um, a bad thing to uh, match him up and and, and have uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. show him around either. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it feels like, uh, especially there's another uh, player going with the, the NFL father, you know, Troy Bowles, the linebacker, mm-hmm. the Todd Bowles son. So, yeah, it looks like Ohio State's looking to load up on some uh, on uh, NFL legacies here in the next couple of recruiting classes. And what about Hero? Oh, yes, this is the one that I'm most uh, interested in uh, seeing how it turns out because I know he's he took his official visit to uh, Oklahoma. Um, I know the Oklahoma writer put his crystal ball in for him, but I'm not I'm not too worried about that because, you know, he puts that in for everybody uh, that visits there. And, you know, here he's still got, well, I think two or three or four maybe official visits left to go. He, he's, he's still got the whole gambit to run. And, and he, I know uh, he went to Notre Dame, I believe, too, already. So this Ohio State visit is, is really important. And like you said earlier, um, he came and camped with Larry Johnson over the summer, canceled all his plans the next day, came back and did it again. So I think that goes a long way in telling you where his head might be at in terms of, of his future in the, his recruitment because he obviously loves working with Coach Johnson. And if he feels like he can get prepared the most for the NFL by LJ, then I feel like that's also going to be a huge uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for feather in the, in the hat of the, of the Buckeyes there to, to land here. Uh, Cause you know, uh, there's not a ton of elite defensive tackles that are, that we're really in on right now that are um, on the level of hero canoe. So I think he is definitely him and Ernest green are two are the ones, you know, even Marvin Jones, if we can, all three of these official visitors are real important if we can knock them out of the park. And, and I don't have any doubt that the Buckeyes could do that. So we'll, we'll see how, how it ends up after the uh, the visits are all wrapped up here. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily expect like three back to back booms coming out of this weekend. Like I don't think that as soon as everybody leaves campus on Sunday morning, we're going to be getting a bunch of commitments. But these go a long way, especially this late in the recruiting cycle. We are like you know five six weeks away at this point from you know the, the early signing period. So mm-hmm. all of these things. Uh, add up to you know these young men making their decisions and anything that can be positive whether that's the interactions with the coach and like i said on game days the coaches aren't necessarily the ones that are dealing with the players all that much it's guys like mark pantoni and his staff um the Mm -hmm. other recruits that are there and and all of the other uh you know behind the scenes folks but if it's a good environment it's a good game and you get a little bit of face time with somebody that's a, that's a good thing. So, all right, let's talk about the guys who are going to be on unofficial visits. There is a list of six players, four of which are in the top 77 in the country, one more who's uh, in the top 150, and another player who just picked up a, an offer 11 days ago. The top-rated player in this group is the number 24 player in the country out of Duncanville, Texas. It is edge rusher Omari Abor, who currently has three crystal ball predictions two of them are to oklahoma like you said the uh, oklahoma folks love to throw those crystal balls around the third one is to um ohio state he is a five-star player a huge potential addition um to this team what's interesting to me about this is that um he's coming in on the heels of jack sawyer and jt tui malowow but Um, we know how much Larry Johnson likes to rotate defensive players and the Ohio state crystal ball came in at the end of September while the Oklahoma ones are from October of 2020 and February of 2021 with super low confidence. So Ohio state seems to be on the rise here, Shane, uh, but it does, 
you know, make for some interesting, you know, roster analysis when you look at the fact that he's a five-star guy coming in after two other five-star guys at the same position. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the, the most important things in his recruitment is, is whether or not he's going to want to uh, go farther away from home or want to stay close by one of the Texas schools. Because uh, I've heard that Oklahoma's kind of faded a little bit in this one. and It looks like Alabama may have uh, mm. backed off a little bit as well. So it, it kind of feels like this might be a Ohio State versus the Texas schools yet again here. And yeah, I know we've had a pretty good track record in, in those battles. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, like you said, we got we had uh, the two five-star DNs come in last year. And I, I believe there was an article that some – I can't remember who had written it earlier this year about uh, talking to Amari. And he was talking about how Ohio State's use of JT and, and Jack uh, – was was a, a plus for him because he sees that we we can we will play the young guys early and obviously like you said the rotation of all the defensive line players that Larry Johnson likes to do and uh, I think if if Jackson and JT uh, Twimolo did have a great game this this Saturday night in in, in front of uh, these high profile uh, recruits that that can see that we play these freshmen early then that'll go a long way for. Uh, some of these guys because they can see, hey, I can get on the field and get in the rotation and, and start getting my name in the headlines like like Jack yeah. and JT here. Yeah. Um, the next player who is going to be on an unofficial visit is four-star number 43 player in the country, safety out of Altoona, Iowa, Xavier Nwankpa. Now, this has been one that has been fraught here for the last few weeks. Um, it looks like it is kind of going down to Ohio State and maybe Iowa. Notre Dame is still in the mix there. Um, it seems like Ohio State, who was the leader for a while, seems to be fading a little bit. But with getting him back on campus, that could be a uh, a really, really big feather in the cap for the Buckeyes after he had a great visit at Iowa um, a couple weekends ago where he picked up two crystal balls to the Hawkeyes. Yeah, and I think this one's definitely going to go right down to the wire until uh, when he decides on, um, I believe he said he was deciding. December 8th. Yes, December 8th. Uh, and this is a, another huge visit. And I think a great thing that's happening is is he's also visiting at the same time as the next name down on that list, mm-hmm. uh, Zion Branch out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Uh, they, I think Ohio State has been pitching them both the idea of being a good, like one of the dynamic safety duos and to have them both come in at the same time is, is a great idea, in my opinion, so they can get to know each other better. And I know a lot of the articles that have, have come out with interviews with Xavier and Wakba, uh, he said that he's definitely the closest with the Ohio State commits that are in the recruiting class, and, and that's by far his closest relationships for peer relationships-wise. Um, and I think that having all but two of our commits on campus is also going to be uh, a, a great help for him to, to – feel it more at home with, with all these guys because the Ohio State really preaches, like I said, the brotherhood. So having them all in here at the same time, hopefully seeing an awesome blowout win for the Buckeyes will be, uh, will be a, a, another plus for us here because I know, like you said, uh, Xavier had those two crystal balls that came from the Iowa writers right after that visit um, uh, for the Iowa, I think it was the Iowa-Penn State game. Um, yeah, that seems right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. And so – Obviously, that might have just been the post-visit buzz. But at Notre Dame, I think that's all. They're also a threat there, too, because obviously parents seem to like Notre Dame. You know, it's a good academic school. And uh, his parents seem to, to, to like 
actually, you know, they like all three of the schools, but, you know, Notre Dame was, is really pushing the whole academic side of things as they tend to do. I think this weekend was going to go a long way in, in helping decide where Xavier wants to go to college because he's going to be with most of the recruiting class seeing us on one of the uh, – and, you know, we're also playing Penn State too. So, you know, you can, you can compare the yeah. Iowa to Penn State to the Buckeyes to Penn State. You know, my personal opinion, it would be much uh, much <laughs> – better game than that not biased not biased at all um i will i will note that steve wolkfong the director of football recruiting for 24 7 sports does have a crystal ball for nuankpa to ohio state that comes from early august so obviously a lot has changed and i will Mm -hmm. mention that xavier and zion both have identical uh, 24-7 sports composite rankings at um, 97.92. <laughs> they are number 43 and 44 in the class currently. Um, they're very close. Basically, at this point, everybody is expecting Zion to be a Buckeye. He's got um, you know a number of crystal balls, and I think only one of them has USC, um, and that is one that came from February. Uh, he's got two, one from February, one from July. The other ones, including one... Um, from like a week and a half ago are are all for Ohio state. And I saw in a recent article that Bill Curlick from Bucknuts, uh, who's the Dean of Ohio state recruiting, he still expects Zion branch to be a Buckeye, which would be huge. And uh, to have both of these safeties in the class would be a monumental get, especially since safety has been such a position of need for Ohio state this year. They've been moving guys around like crazy, trying to get somebody to, to play those positions. Having these guys being uh, being additions into that room could be huge. But let's move over to uh, or move back to the defensive line. The next guy on the list is going to be number seventy-seven player in the country, four-star defensive lineman out of Greenwood, Indiana. Caden Curry, we've talked about how the lines on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball for the 2022 class are pretty thin for recruits. Um, This is another guy that seems to be trending towards Ohio State's way, and this could be an opportunity to really solidify his commitment whenever that might be. Yeah, he's another one that wants to take all five of his visits, and I'm not sure which number this is in his pecking order here, but I think he's probably going to be another one that goes until one of the uh, maybe the all-star games or closer to signing day. But uh, I think Ohio State is still out in front in this one. And the same thing goes with what I said about Hero uh, Kandu. It, it just He'll get to watch the, the D-line rotation that Ohio State uses and seeing how much uh, run and how much burn these freshman younger players get. I mean, Tyleek Williams, for example, like he's a true freshman and he's he's been an absolute star this season. And and Ohio State wasn't afraid to play him either once he started showing that he was a star. Um, and I think Caden Curry is definitely one of the guys that we need to get into the recruiting class to, to go along with Kenyatta mm-hmm. Jackson Jr. and and hopefully uh, here can do um, just to kind of, you know, restock that defensive tackle position. I, I know he, he can play DN or D tackle. He might move inside for the Buckeyes if he comes here. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're losing some D tackles after this year. We, we do have some spots that are that – are, playing time that's available there so um i think yeah. looking at the depth chart also is going to be a plus for finally it's going to be a plus for us in one of these battles because you know it feels like a lot of time you show them the depth chart and you're like oh man we can get negative recruiting for how good we are at this position but you know losing some d tackles we it might be an actual plus this time for for Caden coming in here yeah well, I want to real quick run through the two guys who are in the 2022 class who will be on campus. The number 137 player in the country, an interior offensive lineman from Hammond, Wisconsin, named Carson Heinzman. Um, 
Ohio State is in there with Wisconsin. Those are the two leaders right now. Obviously, a Wisconsin guy. We'll see what happens there. The other player is um, from Chicago Marist High School in Illinois. He is a low to mid four-star, number 328 player in the country. He's a linebacker named Jimmy Rolder, who just got an offer from Ohio State 11-ish days ago. By the time you hear this, 12 days ago, by the time you hear this, he will be on campus um, as well. So we will see what happens with those guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But Shane, I wanted to kind of ramp things up a little bit by talking about the guys who are going to be on campus for future classes 2023 and 2024. I'm not going to run through all of them because there is a ton of them, Um, but I will have a link from Nathan Baird from Cleveland.com who has everybody who is expected to be on campus as of Friday morning. Obviously, things can change, Um, but I do want to go through, starting with 2023, the top um, t- the guys who are in the top 60, because there's a break from number 59 to 151. So the guys in the top 60 for the 2023 class are the number eight player in the country. And in my opinion, the most important player in Ohio State's 2023 recruiting cycle, Sonny Styles from my alma mater, Pickerington Central High School. Although I went there before they split, it was just Pickerington High School at the time. Um, but he's a safety and obviously an Ohio State legacy. Number 16 player in the country, uh, a quarterback, Dante Moore, number 21 player in the country, running back Richard Young, who has really kind of become a, a really interesting player in Ohio State's recruiting class uh, here recently. Number 30, 32 player in the country from Louisiana, linebacker Jaden Osbury. Number 44 player in the country, a wide receiver who also so happens to be the younger brother of Zion Branch. This is Zachariah Branch, who don't know if they're a package deal, but things seem to be trending in a good direction for Zion. So we'll see what happens with his younger brother. Number 52 player in the country from Florida, linebacker who you mentioned earlier, Troy Bowles. Number 54 player in the country, an offensive lineman from Massachusetts, Samson Okanlola. Number 55 player in the country, running back after Blessed Trinity Catholic, a school that I used to uh, coach against in baseball and softball, Justice. Haynes, number 58 player in the country, one of the biggest uh, wide receiver recruits uh, in Ohio State's class, Carnell Tate from the IMG Academy, and then the number 59 player in the country uh, from Finley, Ohio, off the tackle, Luke Montgomery. Lots of big names in that group, Shane. Obviously, Sonny Styles is, um, you know, kind of the, the marquee name there as Ohio State kind of battles Uh, Notre Dame because he has familial connections to both the Buckeyes and the Fighting Irish. Then you've got Richard Young, Zachariah Branch, Carnell Tate. Um, Who are you most interested to learn um, about what they thought of their experience on campus after this weekend? I'm definitely looking right at uh, at the top, uh, number one and number three there, Sonny Styles and Richard Young. Those are are two of my biggest ones for the 2023 class. And, And I think the (laughs) <laughs> the message exactly that you say to, to Richard Young is, hey, you see Trevion Henderson out there? You see what he's doing? Yeah, you're going to be, what, two years behind him, come right in after that. You're going to have a shot to do the same thing. I mean, look at the offensive lineman. Look at the offensive line we had, the offensive lineman we had last class and this class. I think Richard Young 
is uh, one of the more important players coming in here. Um, along with obviously the most important player, like you said, Sonny Styles out of uh, Pickerington there, uh, safety linebacker, all-star, whatever you want to call him, athlete. Uh, he, he can do it all in defense and, and like, he was a legacy. I know he has a brother at Notre Dame too. So it's going to be a, a dogfight for his services, but it, that's one that I really am hoping that uh, he'll start swinging back. We're not start swinging back. Cause I'm not even sure where he's, his head's at at the moment, but, I think we have as good a shot as anybody at landing his commitment. And I actually would probably put us as the favorite over the field right now. Um, but you said there's also a younger brother of Zion branch, Zach Rye branch. And man, that kid is a, is a burner. He, he can absolutely fly on the field. And I think if, if we do end up earning Zion's commitment, he's, that's going to be one to watch. Cause obviously coach Hartline most of the time gets who he wants. And, uh, and I, if I was Coach Hartline watching this kid's tape, I would say absolutely yes, as, as well as uh, his, uh, Zion Branch, obviously. Both of them are just an elite brother duo there. But the one that I think is most likely to boom for the Buckeyes in this 2023 list in the next coming weeks is probably Troy Bowles, uh, hmm. linebacker out of Florida, uh, Todd Bowles' son. Uh, I think he's had a, a really good couple of visits here. I think he really likes uh, Coach Washington and, and – um, and Coach Day a lot, and and they've had nothing but great things to say about it. He's got a, a few crystal balls that came in, I think about probably about a month ago at this point, uh, to the Buckeyes. But I think this weekend might be a big step forward in him uh, pulling the trigger to commit to Ohio State. Um, still moving down here. There's just this list it's is insane. just so there's just so many good yeah. players. I can't. I just keep seeing new names that I that I get excited that they're going to finally make it out to Ohio State. Like exactly, keep keep going down. Uh, Samson Okunlola, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, he's an offensive lineman out of Massachusetts who um, I think is another offensive tackle that is definitely in one of the Buckeyes' top tier of, of targets in the next class there. Yeah. And along with Luke Montgomery, who's also going to be visiting. And, you know, he's an Ohio kid. So you got you to gotta keep the Ohio kids home, which is much like Sonny Styles up at the top of that list there. Um, and I think pretty much going down to Carnell Tate, Commitment that could come at any time. You never know. Uh, with like with Coach Hartline, he's he's making another trip here. Um, he's going to see Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and and Jackson Smith and Jigba just absolutely light up the Penn State defense. So you know, any, any wide receiver recruit is just going to. I think they're always going to have a good time watching this offense and 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 seeing the kind of yardage and, and plays they could make in, in Coach Day's offense and being coached by uh, Brian Hartline. Yeah, so the last guy I'm looking, I'm looking at the list here that uh, I feel like definitely has another good shot at being a Buckeye uh, is Justice Haynes, the running back out of Blessed Trinity Catholic in Georgia. Um, same high school that Steel Chambers uh, came out of um, back in his his day there. <laughs> so uh, I know Steel changed from running back to linebacker, and you know, and by that point, it's absolutely killing it at linebacker. But uh, I think Justice Haynes is another one that, that the Buckeyes have high up on their list of uh, targets there in, in 2023. And, and obviously Richard Young and, and Justice Haynes, that's another two elite running backs to bring in, just like the, the Travion Henderson ever prior class. And that comes a few years after that. And so we always talk about the staggering. And I think that's another chance to have an elite running back duo coming into the Buckeyes in 2023. Yeah. Well, real quickly, I want to hit the 2024 guys. It looks like they've got six players coming in. There are no composite rankings for 2024 yet, but in terms of the 24-7 recruiting rankings on their own, four of the six 
are in the top 67, and three of them are quarterbacks, interestingly enough. The number one player in the country, not just number one quarterback, number one player in the country, Jaden Davis from Catawba Ridge in South Carolina. He's somebody who's been um, really tied into this Ohio State 2024 class for a while, so he could be interesting. Then we have the first of four players from Monsignor Edward Pace High School, uh, in the Miami area in Florida. That is number 39 player in the country, wide receiver Jeremiah Smith. We'll get to his teammates that'll be with him as well here in a second. Then we have uh, number 45 player in the country from Burleson High School in Texas, Dylan Riola, who's also a quarterback. And then the quarterback from Monsignor Pace High School, the number 67 player in the country, Adrian Posse. And then they have two currently unranked players um, from Monsignor Pace, linebacker Vincent Shavers and wide receiver Josh Isaiah Trader. Um, again, super early for the 2024 class, so the fact that they aren't ranked does not mean they're not good. It just means that 24-7 sports only goes so far that far ahead. I would imagine if these guys are coming up on this trip, they are probably um, going to end up being pretty decent players. Um, a lot of these guys I don't know a ton about. I know Jaden Davis has been somebody who Ohio State has been very high on for a long time, and it seems that the feelings are mutual. So I wouldn't expect any commitments from any of these guys anytime soon, but it is interesting that they have three different quarterbacks coming into this weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's it's very interesting that they decided to have them all come at the same time. You know, maybe maybe a little competitive edge going there to, to see the competition about who, who else could possibly commit to Ohio State. Who knows? Uh, but I've been talking about Jaden Davis since the very first time I came on this podcast, and I, he's – he is absolutely by far, in a way, number one 20, 2024 target in my book. And and this is another chance for the Buckeyes to wow him in person. I, I'm excited to see uh, what our offense does this weekend. And like I said, I think I think we're going to, the offense is going to have a great game. Uh, even though Penn State's defense is pretty stout, you know, this offense is absolutely outstanding. And uh, it looks like the other quarterbacks that are coming, uh, Dylan Rayola and Adrian Passe, uh, it looks like is the only other Adrian is the only other 2024 quarterback with an offer. And it looks like Dylan uh, picked up a crystal ball to Georgia last looks like last week, I think. Yeah. Last week. So he might be early on late 2024. So you never know what these 2024 prospects until it gets closer, but uh, he had an early crystal ball pick to Georgia from Steve Wolfong, but Ohio State is a higher state, and, and like I said, the visits with these players, they always knock them out yeah. of the park. So long we'll, see way where, to go. we'll see where they stand after after they make the trip Yeah, long here. way to go on those guys still, but it, uh, obviously getting a good first impression is important. But before we wrap up, I do want to mention that Ohio State men's basketball will actually have three players on campus. And as we've seen through social media throughout this season, Chris Holtman loves bringing recruits and commits to Ohio State football games. Um, so the, the guys that are going to be on campus this week weekend include the number 46 player in the country uh Jonathan Lamoth he is from Baltimore St. Francis Academy he is a four-star shooting guard then we have Sean Stewart a four-star um small forward uh out of Florida um he is from my neck of the woods he's I'm on the the southeast side of Orlando he's on the uh, the north side of Orlando in Windermere. He's a 6'8 power forward, the number 33 player in the country. And then George Washington III. I don't know if he's related to the George Washington, but he is the uh, number 50 player in the country. He's a four-star combo guard. So 
Um, three guys that'll be interesting to pay attention to for uh, the men's basketball team to see if anything happens with them uh, coming up in their 2022 recruiting class thanks to the visits from, uh, from them during the Penn State weekend. All right, Shane, I appreciate you uh, jumping on today, and I thank everybody for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land's The Dotted Line podcast. In the show notes and in the article version of this episode, I will link to that cleveland.com article that I mentioned, and I will also have Shane's uh, Twitter handle in there, at Buckeyes Curtin, if you want to give him a follow. And if you are finding this episode on landgrantholyland.com, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are putting out at least one episode every single day for the rest of the football season. Uh, we'll see what happens in between uh, the Big Ten Championship game and the bowl season, but at least until the Big Ten Championship game, should Ohio State get there, we will have at least one episode every single day, and you'll be hearing from voices and in perspectives that you won't hear anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. Also, don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me at BWW Matt. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks.